blind, but now I see. That's, that's what we do, yeah. Now we see. It is such a, a, a profound uh, proclamation that I think can be watered down just maybe because of the simplicity of the words, I see. I can see. I can truly see this world. I can see my life. I can see it through the lens of Jesus Christ and, and who he really, really is in all of that. I am no longer blinded by the, this kingdom's boundaries or this kingdom's uh, limitations, but I can now see freely through the eyes of Jesus who he is, the limitless, the, the limitless way to live without boundaries in a way where we can see this world the way Jesus sees this world. And I don't know about you, but having kids and even being someone that in my day-to-day -day world is, is always training new folks uh, in what we do. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, sp specifically speaking about my kids, when there was something that I was working on or maybe something that they wanted to do and they needed help learning how to do it, you would sit by them and you would begin to show them how to do it. And you would say, what? You'd say, well, watch. Watch as I do this one, and then you'll do the next one. So, and then as you're doing it, you'll, you'll stop every couple seconds and say, well, well, did you see that? Did you see what I did there? Same thing with work folks. You talk to them, hey, did you see how I uploaded that? Did you see what I did there? Did you watch that? Okay, the next time you're going to do it. Now, in our own minds, but we would never say this out loud because we are good Christians, um, we would say something maybe in, in our own heads with a smile on our face. I don't know what in God's green earth they were watching me do. Like, I don't know what they saw, but that wasn't what I did. Like, what are, what are they doing? And, uh, and then uh, you'd show them again, and you'd show them again. Now watch this. Did you see what I just did? And, and kind of help them along the way uh, so that they might be able to see what you see and, uh, and help them along. And, uh, and that's really what we're talking about this, time, this series and this morning and walking with Jesus this morning, I just think that it is that constant invitation that Jesus is always talking about, that Jesus is always doing in a way where he's inviting us to see more clearly. He is inviting us to see with opened eyes. Jesus, walking with Jesus is literally the roadmap to opened eyes, to see things the way that Jesus sees them. He's like the ultimate game cheat code. He's, I don't know about you guys who've going back to Nintendo days and Game Sharks and having to go up, down, up, down, A, B, A, B, start, select, jump on your head, and maybe you get like an unlimited guys, right? You guys all know that? Those are laughing, know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm that far back because all the new games I don't understand and can't play and I'm horrible at. Uh, but it's when the world says this can't be done, this can't happen, You've, got to, you've only got to be able to look at natural options in order to see this fulfilled. In this kingdom, Jesus says in his kingdom, all things are possible. And so in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 through 20, it says this, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the, the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. And the NIV 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. In the Message Bible, it says, I ask the God of our master 
Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning and knowing him personally. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he, what he is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of his glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. I need both of those last two. There was something that Jesus was always trying to do with his disciples. And really for anyone who was watching at the time. And he was trying, and what he was trying to do was open their eyes. No matter what the miracle was at hand or the message being spoken, his intent was to open the eyes of their hearts. Jesus was always, in every situation, inviting people to see beyond this world and its ways and its limitations to see the bigger picture. Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do. He was inviting us to see through that lens. Jesus was always operating out of this supernatural sight to see beyond the natural, to see beyond the circumstance, to see beyond the limitations, to see beyond hunger and to see beyond hurt and to see beyond religion and to see beyond death. Jesus saw these things completely different. He saw these things with clarity, not with dulled vision or in part. No, Jesus's vision in these matters were perfect. And all throughout scripture, we see Jesus inviting the disciples and by extension, through their encounters with him, inviting us today to see clearly his kingdom come in our lives and in our cities and in our church and in our families and in the sick and in the hurting and in the lost. Now, we have a human way about us, and that makes sense. We're, we're humans, right? That causes us to look for answers or to see our possibilities only through the natural ways that we can see until we're focused, until we're forced to see them through the supernatural ways of Jesus. I read these encounters that we've been uh, talking about these past few weeks in Mark. Uh, I've been reading these encounters, looking at these encounters that Jesus was having with his disciples, that uh, knowing in my own heart that he, in his, that he has perfect sight. Like Jesus sees clearly and perfectly. And I would say even to a greater degree, he has a prophetic sight that he knew that these encounters would be read about, talked about, and that he would be speaking at some point directly, literally to us today and every day from now on and hope that our eyes would continually be open. I mean, seriously, I believe that in his perfect sight, I can only imagine Jesus had a picture of his people today. He saw Calvin sitting here. He saw me up here. He saw you guys where you're at today. And in all these encounters in the back of his mind, he could see a picture of his people, of his church, reading these encounters, experiencing them through the lives of his disciples as they were walking with him and as we walk with him today and said, I hope that they can see. So I'm believing that they're going to see that. I'm, I want to lead them to, 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 to having their eyes made wide open. That he's not a Jesus in the matters that we can control. He's Jesus who is in control. Perfect timing, perfect responses, perfect sight. Jesus sees you and I completely. And he desires for us to see him in all of his ways completely. Today we're, today we're going to talk about uh, an encounter. An encounter where, where Jesus literally opened a man's eyes to see. 
in hopes that it would open the eyes of those who were walking with him then and for us who walk with him now. And we read about this encounter in Mark chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. And it says this, Jesus heals a blind man at Bethsaida. When they came to Bethsaida, and some, uh, and, uh, when they came to Bethsaida, I'm probably saying that wrong, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home saying, don't even go, uh, don't even go into the village. I love that question. Do you see anything? And I'm going to start this morning by asking you that same question. Do you see anything? And I'm probably thinking at this particular point, being that we're not that far in the morning talk, that that is probably a very vague question. It's probably very, it's probably very foggy. It's probably not very clear as to why we're asking that. But I'm hoping that as we paint this picture, so to speak, uh, over the next 15 minutes or so, that that question becomes more and more clear as the man's eyes became clear as Jesus prayed for him. So before we dig into this and see why this particular miracle is so unique and beautiful, I want to set the stage of how they got to this particular encounter, this particular miracle, and why this one is so so important. And as we paint this picture, try to put yourself in the story in each one of these other encounters that we're going to be talking about. And then I'm hoping that at the end when we ask the question, do you see anything, that maybe we see Jesus a bit more clear. So remember back in Mark chapter 6 where Jesus uh, feeds the 5,000, where the disciples tell Jesus uh, to send the crowds home so that they can eat. And then there was this exchange of different perspectives, I'll call it. You had the perspective of the, of the disciples, and then you had this, this kingdom perspective that Jesus was talking about. And it says in Mark chapter 6, verse 35, late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them with what they ask. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people not once remembering who it is that they are literally with and have seen miracle after miracle after miracle prior to this particular encounter and they are still looking for natural remedies when they have a supernatural one right in front of them. How much bread do you have, he asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. And we all know the story. Jesus' economy, the supernatural one, uh, definitely had way more than what they needed. And the disciples saw, but did not see. And then Jesus walks on water just a few verses later in Mark chapter 6, verse 48. It says, he saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, he said, take courage, I am here. Then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. Again, the disciples saw, but they could not 
Thank you, Michelle. And then we move on. Mark chapter 7, Jesus heals the deaf man and mute man. I'm hoping, again, as we read these scriptures, there's a lot of them, that you're seeing yourself in here somewhere. Jesus led him away from the crowd so that they could be alone. But put, he put his fingers into the man's ears. He likes to put his fingers in ears and, and things and spitting on things. Then spitting on his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, and I'm going to say this probably, probably wrong, Elpatha, which means be opened. Instantly the man could hear perfectly, and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone, tell anyone but the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. They were completely amazed again. And said again at, uh, and again, everything he does is wonderful. He even makes the deaf to hear and give speech to those who cannot speak. Again, they know that, that Jesus is great. They know he's amazing. He's doing these wonderful things. But they still can't see. Then we find the disciples arguing again about how to feed 4,000 people. Talking about what they don't have, all the while having everything they need right there with them. Even after all of these miracles and all of these encounters, the eyes of their hearts still only were able to see with a blurred vision of who they were really with. We see that in Mark chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. About this time, another large crowd had gathered, and the people ran out of, of food again. Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days, and they have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will faint along the way, for some, of them, uh, for some of them have come a long distance. His disciples replied, how are we supposed to find enough food to feed them out here in the wilderness? You would think they'd have a clue by now. They are seeing. They, they're, 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 they, they, they saw these things, but they still are not truly seeing Jesus for who he is. Jesus asked, how much bread do you have? Seven loaves, they replied. And yet again, Jesus had it all. And the disciples saw, but they did not see. Later, as he, uh, as he overhears the disciples complaining yet again about not having, it's always about bread, not having bread, he says this in Mark chapter 8, Jesus knew that they were, what they were saying. So he said, why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, can't you see? <laughs> you have ears, can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? When I fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread, how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up afterwards? Twelve, they said. And when I fed the 4,000 with seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand yet, he asked them? Almost as if to say to even them, do you see anything? It's the very question he's getting ready to ask this blind man in this next miracle. And as he asks them, do you see anything? I'm sure Jesus was getting ready to say, or at least in his back of his head, when we're saying, can't you see? He's probably thinking, well, you're about to. And this brings us to a very unique healing that, again, was meant to open eyes, not, and not just the natural ones. A moment where even now Jesus says to us, be open. Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes, then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clear, clearly. Now, make no mistake, 
This was a visual parable to the disciples and even to us today. This is the only miracle recorded in the Gospels where Jesus does not immediately and fully heal the person right away. Instead, after touch, first touching the man's eyes, Jesus asked whether the man could see anything, which is another first for Jesus. Jesus almost always gave a definitive statement that the healing was made. And since Jesus had the authority, as we know, to raise the dead, we know that healing blindness was not too great of a task for him. Jesus clearly knew that his first touch did not fully heal the man and asked whether he could see for the benefit of his watching disciples and honestly for us today. Again, I believe that everything Jesus did was to open the eyes of our hearts. This miracle was meant to teach the disciples, especially after all the times where they were clearly having a hard time seeing Jesus for who he truly was and what he was truly capable of, even after witnessing such incredible miracles. Teaching them that he was everything. And they could look around for other answers and man-made ways only looking through natural perspectives, and that Jesus was inviting them to see past all of that. I believe that the disciples then and us today were meant to see the state of their spiritual sight within this man's physical sight. I think when Jesus was doing this, he was trying to show the disciples and showing us today what is possible, that, there, that without Jesus, without walking with Jesus, without spending time with Jesus, without praying and asking him to open our eyes on a regular basis, that sometimes we can go through life seeing people as though they look like trees. We can look through circumstances. We can look through troubles. We can look through the limitations of this world, forgetting that we have literally Jesus right there with us, the one who has done all of these amazing things. While the disciples did believe in Jesus, they did not yet see him as he truly what is. They did not yet see him clearly. They believed that he was from God, but they did not seem entirely certain that he is God's son. They believed that he is anointed, but they still seem uncertain about whether or not he truly is the long-awaited Christ. Their vision of Christ was, as, was just as foggy as the man when he saw people like trees walking about. They had a dulled outline of Jesus, but not the complete image. Then, true to form, Jesus performed not one, but the way I read this story, three miracles in that moment. He gave the man his physical sight, of course. But the disciples gained a spiritual sight in that moment. And then the third thing is, and for all time thereafter, is speaking to you and I still today, the miraculous words, be open. It is a miracle when we are able to see Jesus clearly in all that we do, in all of our experiences, all our circumstances, and in it all find ourselves living a life that demonstrates our faith in who he really is. In the next few verses, right after that encounter, Peter says this to Jesus when Jesus asks him, who do you say I am? And in Mark chapter 8, verse 27, it says this. Jesus and his disciples left Galilee and went up to the villages near uh, Caesarea and Philippi. As they were walking along, along, he asked them, who do people say I am? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, 
And others say, you are one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? And Peter replied, without question, you are the Messiah. I think it was after all of these times, all of these encounters, and all of this time that Jesus, especially in that, in that last encounter of healing the blind man, was able to finally put two and two together and say, all this time, this is the Messiah. This is Jesus. He is everything. So the question this morning is, what do you see and who do you say he is? Truly. Jesus is speaking, be open over us this morning. You might be going through a tough spot in life right now. You might be looking everywhere for your answer, calling out for bread all the while the bread of life is standing right there in front of you. Saying, how can I do this, Jesus? You're telling me to do this, but I don't have that. I don't have this. Uh, it would take forever to get there, as the disciples would say in the feeding of the 5,000 or the feeding of the 4,000. I can think of all the natural logistical reasons why this is impossible. And Jesus always says, let me show you what my kingdom looks like. Let, me, let, let your eyes be opened to my possibilities. Let your eyes be opened to who I really am in your life. I'd like to invite Calvin and the worship team to, to kind of make their way up as we go through a couple things here. Let's not just watch what Jesus is doing in the world around us. Let us pray that we see that the eyes of our hearts would be open to see everything clearly, to see Jesus as the Messiah, to see Jesus as our Lord, to see Jesus as our Savior, our Champion, our Redeemer, our Bread of Life, our King of Kings, our Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, our Advocate, our Chief Cornerstone, the Lamb of God, the Good Shepherd, our Fountain of Living Waters, our Rock, the one who opens our eyes to all of this, Jesus Christ. And now that's just a small picture, a small glimpse of who he is. Jesus wants to continue that miracle of opening eyes this morning. I don't believe that that miracle was just for that man who could not see. It was so that everyone around him in that moment and for all time to come, that his people would be able to see more clearly of who he really is. He wanted to express and show the possibility of being, of, of being with Jesus, but still not being able to see clearly. That it's easy to get locked into this world and this world's limitations and this world's boundaries. All the while we have the miracle worker, the door opener, the way maker right in our midst. Jesus is asking that our eyes would be open to see him complete, to see him for everything he is. Would you guys stand with me this morning, please? Father, I have, even in my own life, even not even having to go too far back, experiences where... I found myself looking at the natural remedies, natural conclusions, and 
and asking how and why and this, that, and the other. Forgetting briefly who you are, what you're doing, and to say that I am, I once was blind, but now I see. Now I see. And that when that question is asked, do you see anything in that moment? Do I see anything in my circumstance? Do I see anything in, in how I am responding with fear or, or worry or, or anything else like that? When I see what this world has to throw at me, do, what do I see? And I hope and pray that I am able to begin to say that I see you. I see you in, 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 in completeness. You are whole. You are everything. You are not lacking. And knowing that you are right here with me, I don't have to look anywhere else. You are without limit. You are with, without boundary. Your kingdom's economy operates completely different. Father, let us be a people with opened eyes. Walking with Jesus is the roadmap to eyes being, being made open. Let our eyes be open to see you more clear. Open our eyes to see you in everything we do, everything we experience. Trials, tribulations, joys, and, and praises, everything in between, Father God, that you are in it all. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you as we worship you this morning. In your name we pray. Amen.